0: Welcome to today's episode of Lessons I've Learned. As a reminder, don't forget to write a review or subscribe wherever you listen or watch your podcasts. On today's episode, I am excited to welcome actress and model and state finalist for the 2021 Miss New York USA pageant. And who we are going to hope will be Miss New York 2021, shikindra Finell. Hi! Shakindra. <laughs> How are you today?
1: I'm pretty good. So hot outside, but I feel cool inside. I have central green Absol- heat, which is like <laughs> very, a luxury. Very good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's like one of those things where you walk into your apartment and you're like... <sighs>
1: Every time, literally. <laughs>
0: have you... Because you are in New York and I feel like there's this whole stereotype and maybe not even necessarily a stereotype, but there's this whole idea around New York just being incredibly hot. Have you ever walked into your kitchen, opened up the freezer door and like stuck your head inside for the cool air?
1: I have when I was living in Harlem. So I didn't have central air and heat in in Harlem. And literally, my bedroom had an air conditioning unit, but my kitchen and my living room didn't. So it was just like, blazing hot. And I would go (laughs) in the kitchen, like when I was cooking, I would be literally sweating, like the entire time, like, it was pretty gross.
0: <laughs> so what so what did you do during that time to, to get through that?
1: I was just hot and angry. Like I don't I don't really know <laughs> what else to do. Hot me? and angry. Like literally. Hot and angry. I just had to deal with it. I got used to it after a while, but like now in my new place, it's just such a luxury to have what we have. And we also my roommate and I, we found this apartment during the pandemic, so like everything was like a little cheaper than usual. And so we just talked sure. on it immediately.
0: So the first question that I want to ask you is what is the first lesson that you remember learning, whether it be a positive or a negative lesson?
1: Hmm. This is a lesson that I think I'm still learning. I would say, and this is kind of cliche, but to treat people the way you want to be treated. So... I think a part of that, especially when I was growing up, I wasn't a very nice kid. Like I wasn't like I wasn't a bully, but I definitely was not nice. And my friends also weren't nice back to me. And so I didn't understand like why they weren't nice to me. And so the older I got and I also I consider myself to be very nice at this point. And the older I got and the more I started to like become my actual self and I started to see like, wow, like if I treat people right, like they're going to more than likely treat me right as well. So I think treating people the way you want to be treated, that's a real big one for me. And it's something that I'm still practicing and learning.
0: Something that I can find to be really challenging is um, those those times where you are really just sort of trying to pour into someone else's cup and they're sort of like taking a cup and pouring it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is something that you do when you're finding that you're in a situation where you're trying to be nice, but the person is almost like not letting you be nice. Like how do you navigate that situation?
1: So considering like you treat people the way you want to be treated, you're not going to always be treated as you treat people. So just because I treat someone kind, that doesn't mean they're going to always treat me kind. Usually it works that way, but sometimes it doesn't. And I think understanding that and still like telling yourself, like I'm still going to be good to people, even though they might not treat me the same way, I think is more beneficial to you. I think you just have to think about you in that instance and like what that does for your growth and your progression in life when you are still doing what you're supposed to be doing, even though other people are not,
0: you know, doing that. I'm going to go through sort of the order of the things that I know that you've sort of accomplished and let me know if the order is not correct. Let me know if I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. Let me know if I'm giving you too much credit. Okay. (laughs) So I, um, so you graduated with your degree in theater Mm -hmm. and then you do two sort of like touring shows in like Virginia, sort of in that area. Mm -hmm. And then you work on three cruise ships and now you are back in New York competing mm-hmm. in the pageant. Correct. And also during that time, you are modeling
1: as well sporadically. Yes. I also did a short film in November, which was my first. Film. Okay. Yeah. It very was, good. Um, literally Saturday, I was in Connecticut for a film festival because we were nominated for some stuff. And like, it was like the first in-person screening. So like, that was very cool. As soon as I graduated, before I did Virginia, actually, I went to, um, where was that? Some place in Indiana. It was like a small theater in Indiana where I mm-hmm. did all shook up and crazy for you. Which was, was it
0: uh, Ghostlight?
1: It was Round Barn, and Crazy for You was my first tap show, so that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, but everything else is pretty spot on. That's awesome. <laughs> do you,
0: do you look back and um, think, oh my gosh, that it, it like it is crazy that I've had as many opportunities as I've had
1: sometimes but also at the same time i look back and i'm like i didn't do anything i did do things but like sometimes i think that i'm not doing enough or um i have started comparing myself to like everyone else's progression so like i i really love to work so that was a, that was great but i just feel like i could have been doing so much more
0: what is something that you've done that you're just that you really cherish like is there a specific thing that you've done so far that you're like this is so cool and I can't even believe that I got to do it
1: so I would say the film but I think my last cruise contract because I was a a captain a show captain I think that was probably like wow I also love I love like being a leader and like when I was in high school and stuff, like I was like the cheer captain and stuff like that. So I love being in charge. And so the fact that they thought like that I was good enough to take care of all of these people while they were away in America, it was it was a great experience. And I had a lovely cast. Like I didn't have any issues like it was great.
0: You had said when you were back in high school, in high school, were you originally planning to sort of go the route that you've gone? Have you always wanted to to get into performing or what was sort of that thing that got you down that track?
1: I think in high school, it was just like, I just want to be a singer. Like I have no, I have no other interest in anything else. I was very, very smart, though. So I would always think like, oh, maybe I could be a psychologist or no, never mind. I'll be a teacher. But I would always come back to music. And I took like the uh, talent shows very seriously. Like I was like one of those kids. And so it was always, it was always, I want to be a singer. But then when I went to UCO and I kind of didn't really know, I didn't know anything about like different programs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I went to UCO and I was like, I went to see a musical actually. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can do this. Are you kidding me? And I was like, you know what? I already know how to sing though. So what if I just focused on the acting and that's why I had decided to just do acting. But um I mean, in either, I'd, I could still take voice lessons and do all the things. Like I'm not just the best singer in the world, but I knew that like what I really needed to work on when I was watching the show, what I knew I needed to work on was acting. Cause I was like, I know how to dance. I know how to sing. I'll take some little classes. Let me just focus on acting. So it was just, yeah. In high school, it was definitely, I was all about being a performer. Like I've never thought about doing anything else.
0: What was your best talent show act that you've done in any talent show you've competed in?
1: Um, So this was in, it was either 11th or 12th grade. And me and my friends did Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. It was obviously Beyonce and it was great. (laughs) But I think that, and honestly, everyone from high school still remembers that, like, It was pretty iconic. Like, I'm not even kidding. And I don't talk myself up a lot, but that was pretty great. Like, I'm not even...
0: Well, I actually have footage from it right now. (laughs) I really
1: wish that I did. And I keep asking people and, like, asking, like, my high school friends, like, their moms if they have footage and, like, no one can find it. It was so good, though. Like, I can't even lie.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That... that That's so good. I always think it's so funny looking back during like high school time because I did several shows in high school and I will still have family members that to this day, they're like, the best thing I've ever seen you in was insure this show from high school. I'm like, that's the best thing you've ever seen me in? That thing? That is the best thing you've ever seen me in? (sighs) What sort of got you um, pursuing you're going the theater out versus the musical theater out. Mm-hmm. If somebody is not necessarily per- pursuing that, they may not realize that you can really get a segmented degree versus music or versus music theater or 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 just uh, straight theater. Yeah. And the first thing that I had ever seen you in was in the play Vojtsek where you where you sung, and I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like she like she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I've seen you in Rent, and you were fantastic in that. And um, I think it's really interesting that you, even in high school, you were able to sort of step back and say, okay, I know that I'm good at this. I know that I'm good at this, Mm -hmm. but this is where I'm lacking. And if I focus just on this, I know I can get those other things, but I know I can really bring up this thing that I think would really help take me to this next step that I need to be in to pursue this career.
1: Yeah. And I think that I definitely made the right decision in that because- when I graduated, everything I did had to do with singing. And I was like, see, this is what I was talking about. Like I knew like the singing, like it was going to be fine whether or not I did musical theater or not. And so all of my jobs have been geared around singing lately. And I'm really, and I think that singing is still my stronger, I'm still strong. I'm still a stronger singer than I am actor. And so even now I'm like, I, I need to be in acting classes. I need to be like, figuring out how to get better. Because even with that degree, I still think that I sing better than I can act. So um, I'm just trying to navigate that at this point, because what I do want to be doing is like, I do want to be doing straight plays and I do want to be doing film. So I'm just trying to still figure all of that out. But as long as I'm able to sing, people are going to keep asking me to sing. So
0: I'm <laughs> glad I have it. Well- Well, and I mean, like one interesting point that you sort of brought out before we started the session was that you don't necessarily want to pursue a lot of modeling, but it pays the bills. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get a check, you're going to get a check. And that's going to help to to help to sort of carry you on to the things that you really want to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time, like even with doing the cruise ships, which I loved, but at the same time even after it was like after the second ship i was like okay this is great i have to be on land acting like i can't keep just doing this even though it was so great and like honestly i grew as a singer doing that as well but at the same time what i did was i took all of that like all of the money i had, made on a cruise ship I saved it all and I came back and I started auditioning for other stuff and I was like okay well I guess I'll go back make some more money save it come back and then that's also how I was able to like sustain myself throughout the pandemic was doing ships so I tell people all the time like sometimes you have to do something you don't really want to do to get to do what you really want to do absolutely you can still have a good time doing it because I had a great time singing
0: did you, going into this career, did you have any idea how strategic that you would have to be at times? Because it really does sort of sound sound like you're like, okay, I'm at point A. What does it take to get to point B, to then to get to point C, to get to point D? Like, did you have any idea that I, was part of this?
1: I did, because even though that's how the industry is, that's also how real life is. And I've always been, even as a kid, like I've always been like super smart and super on it, super independent like that. So I think I've just been navigating life that way all the time. so like when this, when I started getting into the industry and everything, it was just like a breeze. Like I already, I've been doing this.
0: So as you are sort of navigating this life between doing cruises and then coming back on land and working on land and then going to do a cruise and then sort of going back and forth, where does this sort of, this pageant world fall into that? What? What sort of got you into that?
1: So when the pandemic first began, I went back to Oklahoma for a little bit and stayed with one of my friends. And then I came back because I was bored. And so I don't know what I thought I was going to do in New York. But I came back because I was bored. And I was like, I have to figure out something to do. Like I was talking to my roommate. I was like, I need to find something. And I have no idea truly how I went to Google and typed in Miss New York USA. But I did. And I saw that they were like um, accepting applications for... New contestants or whatever. So I just applied and I've never done a pageant before. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, I'll apply for this. I submitted my headshots and it seemed very much like it was the whole process. It was like easy because it's kind of the same thing with acting like you submit for roles or whatever. And so I did. uh, I submitted all of the things they needed and then they called me literally the next year they called me in like february and they were like hey we got your application (laughs) and um they were like we would like to interview you to see if you could be a part of the pageant and i was like okay And so the next week they interviewed me and the next week they told me that I was a finalist in the competition. So that's how that happened. That's fantastic. (laughs) Very, very, very random.
0: At that time during that year, were you thinking about, oh, I wonder if they're going to accept me? Or was it sort of like you submitted and then you forgot about it?
1: I submitted and forgot about it. Kind of like with acting like i'm i did like two auditions yesterday and i kind of forgot that i did them like i literally once it's out there it's out there and whatever happens happens and i don't i typically don't think anything of it until we're talking about like callbacks or something so since that's not the process with the pageant i was just like well there that is if i hear from them cool if i don't okay
0: (laughs) so will you explain sort of what does it mean to be a finalist and then Is the finalists the people that are going to for sure be competing in the pageant? How does that sort of timeline work?
1: So basically we apply and they start calling people for interviews. They call all of the contestants that apply, or I think that they call people that they're interested in. They either call them all or call the people they're interested in. So they call and we have the phone interview and then they tell us that we are state finalists, which means that we can compete in the pageant. And so basically not everyone gets accepted into the pageant. They choose who they want to, who they want to compete. And then once we get there, we'll have like prelims in the finals. Well, we'll have interview prelims and finals. And then that's how they choose uh, Miss New York.
0: I was looking at your post that you did when you announced that you were a finalist and I love the caption. So I'm going to read it because mm-hmm. um, then it sort of goes into my next question. You said, I'm Shakindra and I'm an official state finalist and the 2021 Miss New York USA pageant. Did I really just say that for me, this journey is all about redefining my beauty and loving every part of me like never before. It's about believing in everything that I am. Again, how many people suffer from imposter syndrome, self-doubt, Crippling insecurities. I'm right there with you, but on this journey, we're stepping out of that. I, I, I hope you're along for the ride. Um, and I, I love that caption. <laughs> I, it's, it is vulnerable, but it's also strong at the same time. Yeah. And so, in a, in a business where I think it's so easy for imposter syndrome and doubt to creep in, how do you combat that?
1: My pageant coach helps me a lot. And he really makes me focus on myself to the point where, like, if I see something, even if if it's a friend, if I'm on Instagram and I see something that makes me feel insecure, I have to mute it for a few weeks so I could just come back to what matters. You know what I mean? So I think it's literally... Sometimes cutting those kind of things off and being aware, I was thinking about this last night, actually being aware of like what triggers those things and being disciplined enough to block it out when you need to. And then also, when you don't want to block it out anymore, you can appreciate what you see. And instead of like comparing yourself, it's like, I really appreciate that. I really admire that. Let me, you know, try to not get on your level, but you inspire me to like go harder or whatever. So I think it's all about perspective, discipline, and just knowing, knowing what is going to trigger those feelings. Absolutely.
0: Do you find, there are times where I find when I'm struggling with imposter syndrome that almost the more aware I become about myself, that that negative voice also becomes aware. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think. Do that, you ever
0: find that as you're learning more about yourself, it also can sometimes also be more difficult to quiet that voice?
1: Yes, and I think that in this process, like in this journey, I've been learning more about myself. It's not. I don't think that I didn't know myself before this journey, but there are little things that, like, I, I feel like I'm like kind of face to face with my insecurities or like all types of things I'm just really face to face with them in this journey because like they kind of have to be on the forefront and if they're not and if you're not comfortable I have to become comfortable with my insecurities insecurities as well so if I'm not comfortable with those people are going to tell and then you're not going to do well and I like to do well so if I can just see them accept them and learn how to live with them I can do anything I'm supposed to do. I want to do. Of course. Yeah. Do you find, um,
0: because there were lots of times where I would audition for shows or I would be in shows and I would hear no, or I wouldn't do well. And it's like, okay, that's just part of it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I've now transitioned to really pursuing this video stuff and this sort of creating high quality content. I've, I've, I'm really trying to pursue that as a career. Now there are times where I'll face something And all this doubt and insecurity will come back. And I'm like, I thought I already dealt with you when I was doing this acting stuff. And now here I am. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, like, do you find that you'll open a door one day and you'll be like, I thought I dealt with this.
1: Yes. Just like with anything else in life. Healing and all of that stuff is really an uphill battle. It's never going to be an up. Well, actually, it's like this. Everything, like one day you might be good, the next day it's like, oh no, I'm crying about something that I was just over. But I think that like, that's just a part of the journey. Like even, so for example, in the pandemic, I had some like really weird issues with my skin and I never had problems with my skin. And once I got with a dermatologist, like she started to help me out and it's much better now. But looking at the pictures, like one day my skin will look great. Two weeks later, my skin will look awful. And then it's really, really great. And then it's awful. And then it's really great and it's great for a while. And I think that like stuff like that, it happens all with anything that we're trying to do. Like one day you might be good and the next day you might not. But I think that with knowing that, every time it's not so good, it's not going to be as bad as the last time because you know how to deal with it now. Like, you know, I know what to do. If if I see like a pore congested, I know exactly. I have things in my bathroom right now that I know is going to help it. And it might Absolutely. still the pimple might still surface, but it's not going to leave scarring like it would two weeks ago because I know how to handle Absolutely. it now. So, yeah.
0: It's like it's not necessarily aiming for perfection. It's 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 aiming for this realization that you now have the tools to overcome mm-hmm. this obstacle.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: for sure. Do you have um, Do you have any dreams or things that you just can't let go of, but you also have this voice of doubt that you're like, oh, if I had this opportunity, that would be terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. what is something that you would love to do that if the opportunity opened itself to you, you, you couldn't help but say yes to it. But at the same time, you would be terrified of, I don't even know how I'm going to get through this, but mm-hmm. I know I want to do it. Do you have anything like that?
1: Maybe the pageant.
0: <laughs> yeah because
1: yeah. with it coming up i'm like oh no it's really happening <laughs> but i also know me like once i'm on stage everything is fine it's really that it's that backstage moment it's the preparation with like everybody around you it's like oh, all right. of this. that's a little weird but i think honestly i can say the pageant for sure like i'm yeah. very excited for it to come but i'm also i know that i'm going to be so nervous so i'm also like prepping myself for those nerves and I get really bad nerves. Like I'll shake, like I will, my voice will tremble. It's awful. Mm -hmm. But I think that, so knowing that also, that's why I'm trying to prepare so much. So I don't have to like deal with it to that extent. Like I don't want to be backstage shaking. So I already know what I need to do to not do that. And that's just a part of my preparation now. So I would say the pageant
0: it is one of those things where the circumstance itself is going to be a little nerve wracking. So you want to make sure the only nerves you're having are from the excitement of it about to happen. Not like, Oh, is this ready? Is this ready? Is this ready? Like with you also being passionate about performing and acting, are you, what are you learning from the pageant that you're also able to take into your performances or take into the auditions? Like, are there things that you're learning?
1: Yes. I'm learning to be, fearless. And these are things, what I'm about to say are things that I already thought that I had that I obviously don't because I'm struggling with them now. (laughs) So I've learned to be fearless in who I am and what I have to offer. And in that, I have to learn how to be um, confident. I'm learning how to be vulnerable, especially that. And vulnerability is one of my, I think that's why I I don't struggle with acting, but I think that that's why it takes me so long to like get into it when I'm acting because I'm not a very vulnerable person and it takes a lot for me to get there. So with this pageant, it's literally like tearing down all of these walls that I have. And I think that, and I saw it in a, a, like a self tape that I had to do the other day. And I was like, wow, that was really good. I wouldn't have been able to do that probably without this pageant journey. So I would say that vulnerability that that I am learning is probably the biggest thing I'm going to take into my acting.
0: It's really interesting that you say that because I feel, and I mean, I think even I have been guilty of this before, where you look at a pageant and you just sort of see like the surface level things. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure for the people that are competing in the pageant, they are having so many conversations with yourself and with other people, and they're having to do so much self-work to get to that point where they're going to put themselves Mm -hmm. in front of all these people.
1: Correct. And I think for me, I love being on stage, but to me, that doesn't feel vulnerable. This feels vulnerable the two of us having a one-on-one like I am I'm nervous now but like it's all right. <laughs> but I think that Absolutely. if you if if we were in person and it was like 500 of you I would have been totally fine. And I have no idea why I'm that way, but I think that getting over this is also going to help me on a broader spectrum because at that point if I can talk to one person, of course I can talk to 500 or of course I can perform and be vulnerable in front of all of these people so it's about it's just about balance at this point absolutely yeah so
0: I know that you you sort of touched on what you are learning right now it seems like with this pageant and everything that's happening Um, and so I'm not going to end with the Typical question that I usually end with, of, mm-hmm. what's something that you're learning about right now? Because it seems like you have already sort of covered that. Yeah. But a question that I would like to ask, as we're sort of closing this all out here, is what is some advice that you would give to somebody who is like, oh, the path that Shakindra has taken, I love that path that she's done. I know every path is unique for every person, right. but if somebody saw some similarities of what you've done with what they want to do, what's some advice
1: that you'd give? You have to be okay with being told no. And you have to also understand that you were told no for a reason and it's not that you're not good enough or that you're not, you're, you You need to do more. And I mean, you could always do more, but those no's always lead you to the right yes. So there are gonna be things that you audition for and you're gonna be told no, but then you're gonna get the yes and be like, oh, I see why I was told no now because mm-hmm. I had to be available for this. Everything really works like that in life. And so keeping that in mind and not being so discouraged when you're told no, I think is probably the biggest thing that I could tell another person.
0: Shakindra, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Mm-hmm. I know that um, today is July 26th. And what day is the pageant?
1: The um, interview is August 18th.
0: OK, so you <laughs> so it, it's it's coming up. It's okay. coming up. Um, so I am looking forward to the announcement of, oh my gosh, thank you everyone for your support. I am, I am, I am rooting for you. Do they televise the Miss New York
1: pageant? It's typically live streamed, but this year they're not live streaming it. All of the other, well, most of the other states have live stream theirs. I don't know why New York isn't, but it will be available okay. after the fact, but not during Got it. Yeah.
0: Well, um, well, thank you so much again for joining me. If anyone wants to reach out or connect with you, they can on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. by looking up Shakindra Fennell. Um, the handle is C-H-A-K-E-N-D-R-A-F-E-N-N-E-L-L. Two N's and two L's, correct? Yeah. Perfect. Well, um, Shakindra, thank you so much again. And um, I look forward to the pageant and seeing how you do.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kendra.